What do you think your followers think of you whenever they look at your social media profile? Do they love it and want to stick around? Do they love to hate you? Do they just like you and want to be in your space? Or do they just not care and keep moving on? That's the topic of today, lesson two of the 10 days of hot leads. This is a completely free audio and the email course that I am putting out for you, for you, so that you learn how to get clients online, we need to level the playing field. We need to really understand what is happening online because what you're understanding at surface level, all of this about growing your followers and creating content, it's vapid without context. You really got to understand where clients come from. So that's what we're experiencing right now. This is day two of the 10 days. My name is Ina Coveney. I'm a business coach and I specialize in monetizing tiny audiences. And I'm also the host of the Get Clients First podcast, where we talk all things having a coaching business with a small audience, but thriving regardless of that size of that audience. I also interview the top coaches in the world. So go and check out some past episodes. But right now we are in the middle or in the beginning of these 10 days of hot leads series that I'm putting together for you. So you can catch this on Apple, on Spotify, on YouTube, or you can get the full course by email. So at any point, if you would like to see all of the details of every single lesson, just go to 10daysofleads.com and sign up and you'll get the 10 days delivered right to your inbox. So today the topic is how do you own your first impression online? First of all, I need to tell you why this is so important. What does this have to do with getting clients? So in the last session, in the last lesson, we learned that engagement is going to play a really big part of your client acquisition strategy online. But that engagement only gets you so far. There is another part of it, which is content. And that's what day three, four, and five, and six are going to be all about. It's about your content. But before you even get there, you have to earn the trust of your audience. They got to know exactly who you are, how you can help them. And the way that you do that is through your profile. Now, here's the good news is that you have full control over your profile. You can make it look any way you want. You can draw inspiration from many other accounts and it's completely within your grasp. It doesn't take you any more money, any more learning. All you have to do is take a look at other accounts, see what they're doing and start to mimic it and just stay consistent with it. It's really that simple. When I was making websites back in like 1999, Okay, this is before, way before social media, before Instagram was even a thing, before it was even a thought, before Facebook came even in the picture. I was making websites and there was one thing that I learned very quickly when I was in college. And that is that whenever I looked at somebody's website, I knew that I could replicate exactly what I was seeing. And that was the most empowering and the most freeing realization that I've carried through for the past, what, 25 years in my experience online, is that anything that I see is simply a presentation layer. Do you see what I mean? 
As long as you have access to Canva, as long as you get yourself some great pictures, as long as you're out there creating content that you're proud of, you can create any kind of experience in your profile. It doesn't cost a thing to have a great looking profile. All you have to do is take a look at what other people are doing that you like and see how you can make that your own. But that one realization that I could really turn anything I wanted on a website, make it look any way that I wanted, gave me that power to realize, ah, if I can do this, and I know that you can, I know that you can modify your profile, I know you can make your feed look amazing, you can do it by the simple fact that you have access to Canva tools, that you have access to great photo tools. Like That's it, that's all you need. Now all you need is the knowledge. How do you make for a great presentation layer? How do you create a feeling, an experience on the person who is checking you out? How do you do that? So I wanted to give you a few tips so that you can go to your profile right now and basically audit your own profile and see if it's giving people the vibe that you really want them to have. Are you ready for this? Because what I came up with was five guidelines to help you elevate your authority on Instagram instantly. If you do what I say right here, you are going to level up in such a way that you're going to love the transformation. In fact, I'm going to invite you right now that before you listen to this and before you even try to make your profile look better, more professional and have a, I don't know, a better first impression. I want you to take a screenshot of what your bio looks like right now. And I'm talking about Instagram. If you go to Instagram, go take a look at your profile and take a screenshot of it. Because after the changes that I'm going to be asking you to make, you're going to take another picture and that's your before and after. And I'm going to invite you to share that before and after inside our free Facebook group for coaches. Go to getclientsfirstpodcast.com slash Facebook, go there and post your before and after. I can't wait to see it. I know it's going to blow everybody away. So let's start with these five guidelines to self-audit and start to level up your feed. So when people land on your profile, they will want to stick around. All right. Let's start with number one, which is your profile photo. I have seen so many horrible, horrible profile photos. And it's almost like they don't realize that they're horrible. What makes them horrible? I'm going to keep I keep saying that we're horrible. Yes, I'm being a little bit judgy. But the thing is that there is a right way to do this, especially for coaches. You want your profile picture to be friendly, to be inviting, to evoke an emotion, to show you as an authority, as an expert. So when you have a picture of your dog, that's not what that's doing. If you have a picture of you, but very far away, I'm going to give you some news right here. The profile picture is so small. You don't even realize how small that is, that they cannot see that that is you. And they cannot even tell what is it that you're doing if it's that far away. So don't do it. It might be an amazing picture of you when you look at the whole picture, but in that kind of space, in that tiny, tiny little space that goes that your profile picture goes into, it's not creating the effect that you think. So I'm going to give you some guidelines to have an amazing profile picture that you're really proud of. Are you ready? So the first thing is that I need to be able to see your face. Now, if you want your people to 
like you, to trust you, to see you as an approachable person, to like your personality, you will give me a smile. I have seen a lot of pictures where people don't smile. And the thing is that if you're not smiling, what is the vibe that you're sending off? Look at your picture. Look at the picture that you're considering posting where you're not smiling. What do you want it to convey? And if the answer to what that picture conveys matches what you want it to convey, then the picture is perfect. I have seen some pictures where people are not smiling and it's on purpose. It's because they don't want you to think of them as their best friend. It's because they they want you to see them as this higher level authority that is way beyond, way above you, right? So that's one way to go, but it's gotta be intentional. So if you want to be friendly and approachable, you gotta give me your best smile and you also need to make sure that in the picture, I can see the full contour of your head and neck, all right? Do not give me a picture that is just your face. Do not give me a picture that cuts off parts of your head. Give me a picture where I can see the full contour of your head and your shoulders, maybe a little bit of your shoulders, but definitely your neck, all right? I need to be able to see that because that will create some space in the background because guess what you're going to be doing in that background? You're going to be putting your branding color. You want your profile picture to pop. So if in your background is some, uh, you know, blinds from a window or a closet or some dull colored curtains, it's not going to cut it. You want your picture to pop. So whatever your branding color is, that's what's going to go in the background. All right? So if you make those changes to your profile picture, you're going to level up right away. I can't wait to see what you come up with. Please, please do share the before and after. I can't wait to see it. Let's go to the second one. This is one that it's a real pet peeve of mine. And I want it to be a pet peeve of yours as well. When you go to somebody's profile, right below it, there's something called the category label, which so it's something that Instagram adds because you selected from a dropdown what kind of business you are. So it's possible that right now your category label says coach or it says entrepreneur or it says product or service or something else. Remove that. Remove that right now. You do not need your followers' eyes to go straight to information that is not going to give them any information at all. All right? You want them to focus on the things that are really going to be impactful. So remove that label. It's not you don't need it, all right? It's not something that you are going to need right there in your profile. So how do you do that? Write this down. Or by the way, if you get the full email version of this, all of these steps are laid out right there, okay? So go to 10daysofleads.com, download it, and you're gonna get the full thing, all right? So go to your, pro go to your profile on Instagram, go to edit profile, go scroll to the bottom, click profile display, and then uncheck the display category label. Remove that thing. All right, let's go to number three. Your name. And I'm not talking about your username, although we could have dived a little bit into that today. We're not going to. I'm going to leave your username alone for now. But your name on Instagram is the place where if you go searching for something, that field, that name field is searchable, which means that if you came up with a title, that you like for yourself, you know, in my, in the beginning of my business, I used to call myself a salary replacement expert, but people are not searching online for salary replacement expert. You know what they're looking for? Business coach. 
That's what they're looking for. So I needed to let go of the fancy titles that nobody understands, that I'm the only one who gets, right? That I think it's clever. I had to let that go. And I had to adopt one that would be searchable and that people would understand exactly what I do by me saying those words because that serves me with a small audience a lot better than having some fuzzy title that people don't understand. So I'm not going to tell you to change your title. If you love your title, great. But give me, in addition to your title, give me a title that other people will be searching for. Are you really a life coach? Are you a mindset coach or a spirituality coach? Are you a business coach? Give me that in the name. So you can put your full name, please include your last name, make it, make yourself searchable. When people type Ina Coveney on Google, they find my Instagram account. That's what you want. When people type you up, you want them to find you. So put your first and last name and then put your title, then put your searchable title, make sure people can find you. And if you want, you can add any credibility markers in there, like author, podcaster, and speaker, anything like that you can add. You can separate it by pipes, you can separate it by dots, whatever you're comfortable with, but make sure that you put that easy to search SEO friendly title in your name. Next, number four. Let's talk about your bio. Okay, you guys know that I come from the website world. I have a computer science degree. I made websites. I worked in software consulting. I worked in software project management. Software is my thing. And I worked with and learned a lot about user experience, something called UX, user experience. What is user experience? When you are creating a website or an application, right? A custom app, a mobile app, you need to remember what would make this feature or this thing intuitive. You don't want your users to have to learn to use a complicated app for the first time. You want them to focus on being able to use it, which means that there are certain standards that UX experts and specialists have to follow. For example, when you're building a website, where do you expect the company's logo to be? It's probably going to be in the top left of the screen. Why do you think that is? Did everybody who made a website sat down together and agree that's where they would put it? No. When everybody started putting their logo on the website, that's the place that stuck. And then users would expect it to be there. When a user or a follower takes a look at your profile, if they are seeing something that they are not used to, this is in, in the user experience world, this, this is called like user anxiety, right? Usability anxiety. You do not want your followers to feel anxious when they look at your profile. You want them to focus on the information that you're sharing. You want them to, you want them to read it and to get the information. You don't want them to wonder, why is this person's profile one single long run sentence, right? I, my mind won't focus, I'm not gonna read it, right? So it's really important that you use certain standards when you create your bio on Instagram because most everybody is getting trained. Listen to me, your followers are getting trained by other big influencers on how to read a bio, how to extract information that they need from the bio, how to know what if it's worth it or not to click on that link in bio. So you got to stick to standards. 
to not make them anxious so that they can get the information they need. And right now, the standard for Instagram bios is to stick to a format that is multiple lines and that is short phrases starting each line with an emoji. The emoji adds color, adds vibrancy to your profile. So you are going to stick with that type of format. If you are looking for an example, just go to my account, go to Ina Coveney, just make sure to spell Coveney right, it ends in E-Y, all right? Go to Ina Coveney, check out my profile and check out my bio and see the format that I'm talking about. Emoji, short sentence, emoji, short phrase, emoji, short phrase, all right? That's the first thing is the format needs to be standard. Number two, the first line is going to be your credibility marker. What's a credibility marker? It's what tells people what makes you the expert at this. So really think about that. Is it that you wrote the book? Is it that you created a methodology? Is it that you've made a certain amount of money in your business? What is it that makes you the expert at this? Put that in there. All right, that's line number one. The second and third lines should be who you help and with what or any way that you can express in a not so clever way. Please use simple words. Please use straight English. Tell me what is it that you do? What is it that you want for your audience? Why should I be following you? Right? Like I have in mind, get clients with a tiny audience. Boom, done. Like that's what we do. You can have never fight about money again, right? That's telling me exactly what you're going to do for me and how this is going to help me right? And the final line of your profile has to be, why should people click on your link in bio? And it's got to be specific, all right? Like, you know, put a little icon, a little hand down and say, grab five ways to bring up money with your honey, right? Or download 100 post ideas right now, okay? So tell them why they're clicking. Don't say, start here, don't say free stuff. Don't say free download. Nobody cares that it's free. It's not a free t-shirt that people are flocking to. In order for them to click, they need to know what they're clicking into and why to increase your chances that they will actually get that thing. Which leads me to the final guideline, which is your link in bio. Okay, I feel like I'm on a soapbox right now and just like telling you how it is. If I were auditing somebody's account, these are the things that I wish I could tell them and scream from the rooftops, okay? So here's about the link in bio. There is this universal truth about the digital world, right? And this comes again from my software background. The more clicks you put between the user and the final action that you want them to take, the harder it is going to be for them to get there. In fact, you're going to start losing people. It's almost like a race, right? Like if there was a, I don't know, a 10-mile race, right? You're going to find that very few people will actually make it to the finish line within the first 10 minutes, right? I know all these, I mean, I have runners right now listening to this, but like, you know, that doesn't add up. What I'm saying is you're going to notice that very few people are going to be in the lead and a lot of people are going to be in the back. And some people might never actually finish the race. It's sort of like that with clicks. If I make you click on a link and then I make you click on another one, I make you click on another one, statistically speaking and reality speaking, if you analyze how many people made it all the way through to the final click, to the final of the five clicks, 
is going to be fewer and fewer and fewer. In other words, every click that you put between them and what they need to do will inevitably remove the possibility that they will actually make it there, right? Fewer people will actually make it. So for your link in bio, think about it that way. If you have a link tree, some people may actually click on your link in bio, but then after that, they just drop off. Chances are most people are not going to make it past having witnessed your link tree. And now they don't know what to do. I have seen link trees that have like 15 links in them, right? I've also seen link trees that have three links in them. A little bit easier, but still another decision point. You want to reduce the number of decision points if you actually want them to take that action. So what I'm going to recommend to you is that you stick to having one link in your bio, not a link tree, one link that actually makes them do what you want them to do. For me right now, I want everybody to sign up for my next masterclass where I teach people how to create a six-figure coaching package from scratch, right? By the way, that is available to you, sixfiguresfromscratch.com. That's the number six, figuresfromscratch.com. That masterclass exists. And I want everybody to watch it because I think it's so good. I think it really helps you reframe the coaching universe so that you can actually make it. It explains, I'm, I'm, I get passionate about this, like it explains, this masterclass explains why some coaches make it to six, seven, and eight figures and some don't, right? So I want everybody to go to that masterclass, even though I have other things going on. I have my podcast. I have a beautiful website. I have articles that people have written about me. I have articles that I have written about people. I have so many things that I would love to share. I have this, 10 days of hotleads.com. I want to share this too. But I really got to focus on the one thing that I'm promoting at the time. And the masterclass is the one thing for me. If anybody comes to check out my profile, all I want them to do is sign up for that masterclass. That is all I want from them. All right. So I'm going to encourage you to really think about what is it that you really want out of your followers? What do they, what do you really want them to do? And that's what you're going to put in that link. Now, acknowledge that the harder it is for a cold audience to take that action, the fewer bites you're going to get. So if you're looking for your cold audience to set up a meeting with you, that's a kind of a tall ask. But if I give your cold audience a freebie, something completely free that they don't have to talk to anybody about. They can just go and do and sign up on their own. That's a lot easier for them to do. So keep it easy, keep it cold audience friendly and make it one single link. So that right there gives you the framework for how to self audit your profile. Because before we get started talking about content in the next lesson, I need that profile to be tip top shape. Before I send you off to actually talk to people, to actually engage with your followers, I want to know that when your followers click on your profile, they're going to see a professional who knows what they're doing. They're going to see exactly what is it that you do and they're going to understand it so that they will want to follow and stick around. So these are the guidelines. Congratulations. You basically just audited your own Instagram account. I want to see the results. Make sure to come and join us inside the Facebook group, getclientsfirstpodcast.com slash Facebook. Go into the Facebook group, show us your before and after. I can't wait to see it. And I'm going to meet up with you right here again tomorrow for day three, where we're going to start diving into content because we didn't even touch your feed. 
we gotta talk about your feed and your content strategy. That's coming up next. Thank you so much for coming here. And remember, if you would like all of these lessons written out, that email course completely for free, go to 10daysofleads.com. See you tomorrow.